0: Oh, you know what time it is?
1: Yeah. Woo! Whoa. Bro, you feel these vibes? Do you feel these vibes, bro?
2: I had to play
0: this a little bit. Have to let it play a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey yo yo yo! It's Twelve Gauge the Pie. We got a packed show for boom, y'all. Boom 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 boom. Man, y'all know what it is. This is uh episode four. Episode four, yeah. Hey man, hey hey. Episode four. We here. We in the building. Oh, wow, that's kind of low right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I, hey. The feels of this joint right here, man. This I gotta say, DMX gave us a beautiful
2: album. He did. This he album. Did.
0: This album touched on a lot, man, and 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 he showed why. His legacy is untouchable in my eyes. You know, I mean, I didn't feel like it was the best DMX, but to see how everybody rallied around this project, like... This is the best feature album. It's the best... I mean, you're not going to find another album with this many features that sounds this good. Like... I mean he's he doesn't have one song by himself.
2: No, you don't.
0: Shout you don't. out to uh to Swizz for curating this. This is yeah. Come on fam. rich. that wouldn't next
2: I'm the game with KD tonight.
0: Man, twelve Gays the pie. We in the business. We in the building, baby. We in
2: the building, baby.
0: Man, how you feel, Cass? I feel good. Feel I, good? I feel good. How about you, man? Man, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, man. It's uh it's just so good to be here, man. The weather's turning. Come on, can we get can we get some uh a round of applause, summer? Can we get some summer in this building? You know what I'm saying? Some so I mean it's summer,
2: it's summer, but it feel like fall right now. I, I mean,
0: a, well, you know, we have a little dip right now, you know, we just say we going to get back right, you know what I'm saying? We going to get yeah. back right, man, cuz it's time, man. Yeah. It's definitely time. Hey, man, just, I don't know. but Did you see Ti Son grab grab for that little funny looking bag that supposedly like he was trying to scare somebody off? Did you see that
2: bullshit? Yeah, I saw that man. I I turned away from it as soon as I seen it. It's
0: all, all I got to say is, fam. Nobody's gonna believe somebody that's got too much to lose. That's true. you know what I'm saying. Like like you 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 got too much to lose to be grabbing for a pistol to try to be threatening somebody. You got your whole life career ahead of you. You got money, fame, all of that. Like, man, just, man, don't even go that route. You got to be smarter. And I know his old man is telling him that he got to be smarter. But I I say this for all the other uh, youth that might be listening to us and for everybody else, that, that if you are like a coach or you a father, you know what I'm saying, just always watch out. For our young men and our young boys out yeah. there, like it, and make sure that we guiding them right and, and try to get them to, to not think that they gotta reach for that gun first, especially in situations where you don't, it ain't necessary. That wasn't a necessary, I didn't see if somebody else was holding, but from what it looked like, it didn't look like nobody else was holding. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, it didn't. It, it really didn't. You know, you just doing this, just, I mean, for what? exactly bro for what for what but we just want to
0: touch on that right quick we going to get right back into it man so um it's memorial day outside is opening back up a little bit man i went to a white Sox game a while back it was beautiful i was just so happy to be outside and and to be amongst you know other people cuz you know been cooped up in the crib but man how you know what i'm saying you you do you feel it like you feel like like it's about to come back, like, like like we about to get, you know what I'm saying, get back right to it, or does it feel a little bit off to you?
2: It still feel a little off to me. Yeah? You know, we still got the whole mass thing, and, you know, uh, I mean, it's good to be able to go out and do things now, you know, go to the mall, go to, you know, other, you know, type of events going on around the city, and uh, yeah, I, I I still feel like there's a restriction there somewhere. Like, like just that invisible boundary, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's invisible. Like, it's not there, but, but you feel it. Right. You know what I'm saying? so like, I'll just be glad when all of this is over and we can just like get back to how it was before the world shut down.
0: Yeah, man. I feel like, um, slowly but surely be coming back. They, they, um, you know, I ain't. They ain't told me when I'm going back to work yet, but I'm cool with working at the crib. I don't need to go anywhere else. That's right. But what I do need, though, is I I do desperately need to go outside of this house. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> we all do, man. We all. Hey, there's nothing wrong with getting some fresh air, you know. Even if you're just taking a drive.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you know, it's 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 that time for us to do that now because you know the summer is open like it's like outside opening back up like you could just kind of just go out and just take a drive but like we've dealt with a pandemic during the winter time or wintry months like it's been a little bit too long for that fam like we did went through <laughs> it i felt like it. it is i felt like we went through two winters man like it's been like it's just like it's it's too long to be cooped up in the house. I should have did it in like Florida Cali somewhere. Cause this is this is crazy. This is nuts.
2: Hey, that's the end game though. You know? <laughs> you, you you're here for six months and you back down south for six months. Oh man, that's, that's the that, end game. That
0: would be yeah, that would be uh that would be love, man. That would be love. So man, we got we got a um we're gonna interview a special guest. You know what I'm saying? Later, we, we might have to call him up now. See if we can get him on the phone, man. A a, a D-town, a Detroit legend. You know what oh I'm yeah, an underground legend. You know, so um, he goes by the name of Merciless Amir, and um, yeah, shout out to Mercy. He, uh, man, Mercy. He's got a catalog that 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 goes back. That goes back, back. But I, uh, I mean. He, he just did a joint with you, my my new Castro. You know what I'm saying? He, they did a joint called uh, "Uncut Sapphires," right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uncut yeah.
0: Sapphires is a is a it's a it's a joint.
2: Yeah, we I, got we got a couple other people on there. Kanava um, uh, from D12 and uh, T3 from uh, Slum Village. I yeah. shout out to those guys. Yeah, you know, and, and with me getting my feet wet back. In music, you know, I, I i appreciated the fact that he even considered me to, uh, you know, be featured on that song with him. Because I've been talking to him about doing the song together forever, you know, and and you know the time was perfect. He sent me the beat, and I was Touch I was Johnny on the spot. Yeah, man, I was uh, I
0: was just looking for it right now, man. I was going to play a little bit of it. And uh, see if we can get a little bit going before we can get them on the phone, man. But yeah, cause this joint right here, man, this is, this is, this is, this is nice, man. This, this is almost ready. Like it puts you in that mood of getting out in that car, dropping that top. And just yeah. kind of letting kind of letting it flow a little bit just kind of horn sunset for
3: drive. music sunset
1: music <laughs> right star, that Look. Look. In the star like the ring, when the sky is clear I a to Vegas on the private land. and even though beside the ocean dive again. came out the British museum uncut sapphires uncut <laughs> sapphires <laughs> music a this ain't the type of shit a nigga just on a whim. women love me hate hate me put a the pink, a Portrait Yeah, we, we put this together kind of quick, man. Yeah, we put this together kind of quick, man. Yeah, courtesy. My degrees in these streets, they be equivalent to 33. You probably see me cruising out drive, my side of the D. My jeweler told me uncut sapphires, the stuff of dreams. The stuff of yeah. I told him to choose a classic facet for me Now it's infinite flawless VBS's on me I put Orion's Constellation on the necklace on me
2: I guess I'm just reckless
4: with money What's going
2: on, mind. Mercy? So What's going on, man, man, boy. Oh, yeah, I'm good, man. How about you? You
4: know it, you know it, bro. Over
2: here, stand up, man. Hey, that's all we can do, brother.
4: That's it, man. That's
2: a good word, man. What's up with the 12 gauge, man? Man, you on it right now, boy. You live
0: in live in effect. Live in effect on 12 gauge the pod. What's going on, Merciless? What's going on? That, that's
2: Trey Diller? Yes, yes sir. sir. Okay, what up, though? What up, though? Y'all alright? Oh yeah, we good, man. We good. We were just sitting back uh, you know, jamming to uh uncut sapphires uncut sapphires. Man. Man. Oh It's yeah. oh, such
0: yeah. a yeah, right. That's what, hey, exactly the classic, man. It's it's such a gem. It's such a gem. Man. Thank you. Thank
2: you, man. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a pleasure to create that song, man. You know what I'm saying? With the help of Castro right here. Oh, man, I ain't do much, man. I ain't do much. <laughs> ain't sound like J.D. Kiss. I, I ain't going to do too much on this, huh? <laughs> no, no. Wait, Wait and, and... The thing? I hey, appreciate
0: it, bro. What's wild is you just you just brought up Kiss, man. Did I did I stumble upon the uh, old video with you and Kiss looks like y'all in a motel six getting it in like y'all was getting that work in. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Yep, that's right. That was uh, that was the smash video, man. man a I- while back and uh yeah, we had ran into Jada Kiss at
2: uh we was at the black was the black business conference okay okay if we was if we was in indiana and at, at the black business conference my man
4: kennell um was there he in the video too kennell used to play on the parkers and i don't know if y'all if you watch the video y'all might have seen
0: my man he's playing moesha he was he was in it too i saw it um, yeah i saw it yeah yeah he slapped
3: the cup off the table in the video yeah. <laughs> Man, my man, my man has passed away
2: shortly after we shot that video. Maybe like within a year. Oh you know man. You know, he was in a car accident and, and died, man. But that was Lamont, though. Okay. And,
4: uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, that, that was cool. Though we we went in a kiss at the hotel, you know. And uh, shit, we were shooting part of the video in the hotel. Another guy that was in it was uh, MC Light DJ. My man, um, man, what's his name? I forgot his last name, but it was it's K. Chase something, man. Uh-huh. Jay, he in the video, and uh, then I came on the hallway, and J.D. Kiss was out in the hallway, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Kiss, you, you need to just jump in the video right quick." He was like, "No problem." it came out the hallway. He ain't even had no shirt on when I seen him. Right? Was like, he got like that. He just came out the hallway with no shirt on. and shit, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know what I'm saying? And we just we just shot the part real quick, shot the scene. You
1: know? That that is is the, crazy, that's crazy, bro. Man, that's dope.
0: That's the you know what's what's wild is is if you would have done something like that today, that video would have been viral. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like for sure. But I I know what it was like when making those industry rounds back then. You run you do that all the time. You run into people like all the time and they'll be like, Oh yeah, dude. Now you know It'll be like, oh, you want to do a video? Uh, you got to talk to my man. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but back in the day, it's like, oh, man, of course I'll do it because it, it was for the love it of was the was art. For the love. Yeah. But a, a video like that would have, man, that video would have went viral as soon as you dropped it. And you can see, man, like in the
4: video, he, he kind of started off with him saying, We're we doing the video, man, because his man's out in the hallway and he seen us out there with the cameras and shit he was like yo kiss what's going on he was like it's the video man <laughs> oh so, man that just, and then we just kicked it off you know what i'm saying set it off man
2: yeah Kiss seemed seem like he'll keep you cracking up man like yeah like why you were around him you know what i'm saying yeah he definitely
4: got a sense of humor you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time with him except for that. But then uh, I did get a chance to give him the video. You know what I'm saying? He was in Detroit. It was about a year later. You know what I'm saying? That he uh-huh. came to Detroit for a show, him and him and Styles P. And uh I met him at the um, at this at this club downtown Detroit. Uh, it was like a, a hockey, like a hockey venue, you know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. they where they was having different events. And he came through and I, I knew he was gonna be there, so I brought the video. Chopped it up with him a little bit and gave
0: him a copy of the video. He, he was still, he was a cool dude. Kiss is definitely a a one a one catch, you know. Oh, that yes. shout out! So shout out, shout out to Jada Kiss man and the whole Locks family. Hey man, hey man, kiss a hey. kiss death, man, kiss, of death. <laughs> kiss man. If you if you hear this man, how at us. You know what I'm saying? We'll take you, we'll bring you all the way back to when you shot that video, kid. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Nothing but good times, but uh, hey Mercy man, can you can you do us a favor, man, and walk us down how you created this masterpiece that is uncut sapphires, my guy?
2: Oh yeah, I gotta hear this.
4: <laughs> man, I mean shoot, you was you was right there, you know what I'm saying, Castro. I mean, really, for the most part, you know, when I started to to think about that song, I was thinking about it for me and Castro. You know what I'm saying? Something, you know, for us to get on just because when I had dropped uh, earlier the year in the
2: year last year, I had dropped a, a joint called Acapulco Go. Acapulco, Acapulco Go, yep.
4: Yeah, when I dropped Acapulco Go, Castro hit me, uh, DM me like, man, you should let me jump on that joint. <laughs> I, did just,
2: I did just drop the whole verse in my inbox. You know what I'm saying? I did. I did. <laughs> and I was like, damn. This nigga just dropped the
4: whole verse. I'm like, but the song is, you know what I'm saying, out already, you know what I'm saying? So right, I mean, right. we could possibly do a remix or something for it. But I just I just kept in mind that you had, you know, that you came with that verse so quick and it was it was nice, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, you know? if we if we do that, bro, I might have to scroll back through the DM man and uh It's in there. And uh there. put 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 that down if we do a remix.
4: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But shit, that's what that's what kept you on my mind when it was time to you know, what I'm saying what I've been recording this record, so in this album, so you know, when it came down to uh, the point where I had you know some time to think about it, I was like, well, damn, me and Castro, we got to do something that's like, you know, just uh, current. You know, what I'm saying something like what's hot right now. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying I, I was listening to a lot of the cats, um, you know, that that that's that's spitting right now. Uh, you know, a, a, a lot of that Griselda stuff. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm so. You know, so so then, I'm I'm we was talking, you know what I'm saying? We was talking. I was like, man, we get a beat. I'm going to I'm, a, I'm a come up with something. And that day, I was just riding around in the whip, and uh, I was listening to some shit on YouTube, and I was just going back to the '70s and and trying to find something. And then I found this joint.
2: You know what I'm saying? I I like to I like to tell where I got this shit from, but you know, that's cool. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you know where it came from? I know where it came from. I know, I know, from. I know that process. That <laughs>
4: tell you where it came from Trey but you know I said I was just listening to some old old joints and uh I heard that and I was just like wow this shit is so fly you know and it but it has singing all through it you know what I'm saying but I was like nah that's all right I'm gonna just find find some little parts of it and piece it together and keep some of the singing mm. and make the singing just fit you know what I'm saying so yeah we are just we'll just flow over the singing Somebody calling me right now, they're gonna have to hold on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey. In the middle of something right, now, right, you a busy man, B. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shit, yeah,
4: so you know, when uh when I when I got to the crib, bro, I like I downloaded the song and then I just uploaded it in the computer, you know what I'm saying? Put it in logic, and I start chopping it right now. Like right, right then, I should say. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how Feel like I just I just jumped on it right away, and I was just like, I know this shit hot right here, you know what I'm saying, so, start piecing it together, and, and chopping it, you know what I'm saying, and it, it's a different little process, because I used to, I used to chop everything on the MPC, you know what I'm saying, I, right, I right. started on the MPC, you know, so, uh-huh. I, I, I loved um how, how you could chop things on the MP, as long as you had enough memory, you know what I'm saying, you could chop a minute and a half, two minutes of music, you know what I'm saying, right. back in the day, so, you know, I I used to chop my shit a lot different, you know what I'm saying? I have it like wrapping around at the end of the at the end of the sample. The
2: uh-huh. loop like start in the middle
4: and shit like that. You know what uh. I'm mean? saying? So, so so I I never chop it and sample it the same way. I was always unorthodox about it. You know what I'm saying? So but the the cool thing about um, looping and chopping uh, samples on the computer is you can see the part, you know what I'm saying? Uh. You can see the waveform. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? I, what I usually do, man, just a little secret, like I have three or four tracks, you know, with the sample on it. And then I chop the sample on the first track and then chop it on the second track or chop it on the first track, drag the, the next part down to the second track, and then I can just slide it wherever I want it. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Man, All
2: right. industry 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 secret secret, y'all yeah Mm,
4: that's a little secret tip right there you know what i'm saying so it gives you a little bit more a little bit more flexibility you know what i'm saying yeah and so that's kind of how i was able to uh loop that sample the way the way it is you know and then i just put some effects on i put some other little effects to it to to give it a the the sound it's got like a kind of swirling Feel to it, I put a flanger on it or a phaser on it, you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. And it did, because it was already kind of dreamy feeling, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> got
2: that dreamy vibe to it, but it still got that gangster bass in it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, so it definitely got that 70
4: Gangster feel. So, you know, at that point, shit, I was like, well, damn, I got the sample, I got the track, let me go ahead and, and write a verse. So Castro got something to do, you know. So so he got something to go on. Right. But be honest, as soon as I heard that sample before I even wrote my rap, I was like, oh snap! This shit's so hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to call T3 because because
2: T3 from Slum Village, shout out T3, what up, though? Shout out, shout out, what Slum up? Village, T3. Right, right, right. From Slum, you know what I'm saying? Jay Dylan,
4: fame, God rest his soul. Jay Dylan and uh and Batin. You know what I'm saying? The original Slum Village, I mean, those guys is Detroit Legends. And so, you know, me and T3 have known each other for years, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. M- many years, so we had never done a song together, but we've been talking about it for years, probably 15 years, you know what I'm saying? So, Dang. You know, mm. Yeah, talking about doing a song together, but in the last year, we were
1: saying, okay, we're going to do
4: it, you know what I'm saying, we're doing it this year. And he was like, I got some things to get out the way and uh you know what i'm saying at that point like around summertime it was like you know i'll be ready and i'm like okay for sure so that's around the time when we we got this track together it was more like october you know what i'm saying when we started messing around with october november 7th. yeah yeah so then i was like well damn we get team three on it gotta be lit but then i was like also my man Kaniwa, from D12. D12.
2: Shout out, D12. Rest in peace, to right. Proof. That's right.
4: Rest in peace, Proof, R.I.P. And, and you know, my man, uh, yeah, shout out to all of D12, you know what I'm saying? Those guys, was, I spent a lot of time with Bazaar, you know what I'm saying, in California, uh-huh. LA. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, my man, Swifty, good guy, you know what I'm saying? And, and Nine. yeah, you know, we, we, we done hung out on, on a few different occasions, you know what I'm saying? So... Shout out to all of D12 and, and M2, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, my man Kaniva just a just the coolest guy in the world, bro. You I believe it. And, yeah, and I met him a couple times, and he introduced me to his whole family. Like, we was at the grocery store one time. He he just told his wife, like, this is, this is the guy who made me want to rap, you know what I'm saying? Talk about me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like he made me want to do this, you know what I'm saying? And he tell everybody to this day. So I got I, I got a lot of appreciation and respect for him. But I tell you what, you know what I'm saying, you know, when he dropped the verse on this song, which that's another guy we've been talking about doing a song, and we we, you know, finally got an opportunity to do it. Uh-huh. And, but like I said, this song was so hot, I knew anybody that we threw it at was gonna say, Yeah, let's right, go. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I sent it to him. And I sent it to T three. And they was both like, just like we said, they was both like, that shit dope. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
3: Right. They was like, I'll have a verse for you in a minute.
4: You know what I'm saying? So within a few weeks, we had verses from everybody, including Castro. You know? But my man, my man, um, Kanaigal, man, like, he jumped on the joint and and shocked me. Really, like, that nigga was just going. You know what I'm saying? I was really impressed. But TNT3 was going, and I was impressed. And then Castro, Castro came with the first verse after me though, which was like, okay, perfect. You know what I'm saying? Right. That nigga verse was, that nigga verse was like traveling, you know what I'm saying? He, he traveling the globe in this verse. And, you know what I'm saying? He just coming hard with a, with a, with a low, smooth tone. You know, so I was just like, man, this, this is it. You know what I'm saying? It's lit. You know, so after I wrote my verse, I mean, I was just trying to, when I wrote mine, I was just trying to. You know, just just kind of stay in the framework of, of what 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 these new cats is right. on right now. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I, I try to do that all the time. But I try to stay in the framework of you know these new East Coast rap rappers that's that got skills. You know what I'm saying? They Got real lyrical ability and 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 cadences. So I try to be on that, and I wanted to set example for. For what this song, what I wanted this song to be like. And Castro followed that lead right away and jumped on it. And was as it was hot. And I think when T3 and Kaniber heard Castro verse, you know what I'm saying? They was like, well,
2: who is that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, That's my guy from SHY, you know what I'm saying? I feel honored. <laughs> hey,
4: for sure, bro. Because, hey, you know, um, I think Kaniber was like, what's up, fam? Like, shit, you family now. You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, so
4: it's like it was a it was a big look, you know. what I'm saying Uncut Sapphires came out turned out to be an instant classic. You know, T Three and Caniver had never been on a song before, and they had never we had all never been on a song before, and then we introduced Castro on that song as well. So I mean, the song is just it's out, but it's not even it's it's not even to the level that you know I want to see it road to, you know what I'm saying, my album is coming soon, and that song is a part of the album collection, oh and, great, great, yeah, and, and you know what I'm saying, we, we still are gonna continue to promote that record, you know what I'm saying, and, and drive it home, because uh it deserves that attention, you know,
2: it does, it does, and I, like I said, I was real honored, you know, to, you know, work with, you know, Detroit Legends, you know what I'm saying, like, I was I was in awe about the whole situation when you sent me the when you sent me the track back and you told me who was on it. I was like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> I, I I felt I felt like the new kid at school, man. and it was no, that's real. it
0: was wild when he sent it to me and I seen who was on it and I'm like, man, I've been rapping for years. I ain't get a placement like this. So then when I heard it, I was like, oh man, he just blew it. He just blew the whole doors wide open like this. It was, but it was so beautifully pieced together. When we had the idea of doing this podcast, that was the first thing on my brain. I was like, "We got to get your homie Amir on, cause so he could talk about how that was even put together." Because I, I I'm the type of person I want to hear the backstory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I want, I want to know was, you know, I I grew up at that age where I was excited to go get CDs from the CD stores and rip open the the plastic
2: and read the liner notes. That's that's how I am, you know what I'm saying? So I, I love every it You know what, Trey? And I'm going to be real honest with you about something too, man. Like, during the whole process, Amir, because, it, like I said, it's been a while since I, you know, did something like this, so Amir... It was good to have him like as that coach, you know what I'm saying? Like right. right. I was I was calling him every couple of hours. That that's how excited I was about this project. I was calling him every couple <laughs> hours. Like yo, I was texting him what I wrote. I would, I, dude. I was literally recording in my truck, yeah, on my phone that, with my AirPods. That, that's and I would send him the audio. He'd be like, yeah, that's hot. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you might want to say this instead of this, or you know, if you outside, try to get indoors. I know you got the kids and everything. Try to record in your truck and see what happened. And when I did, man, he was he hit me back. He was like, dude, I'm gonna toy around with your vocals a little bit. Hit me day or two later, like, yo, we got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, that's 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 a beautiful, beautiful that man, that's that's just just like that moment, capturing that moment in time. That's just such a beautiful story, and to to for us to be here and y'all to share that with everybody, man. That's 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 amazing to me because, I mean, y'all y'all deserve y'all flowers for putting together such a beautiful song. Like to me, that's hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's grade A hip hop right there. And and I mean, I I heard, I was like, oh man, I was, I was, I sent it to all my guys. Like y'all got to check this out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, like, like I ain't even know Castro. Like, man, y'all got to check. Just, just listen, you know (laughs) know what I'm saying? Just press play. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's just, man, when I, when I hear something I'm passionate about, I got to, I got to spread it. So, hey, Amir, man, just, just give us the synopsis of, of who you are, where you from, You know what I'm saying? Like, how long you been in the game, man? Just let everybody know, man. We want to share who you are with everybody, dog. All
4: right, man. No, for sure. I appreciate that, man. I mean, you know, I'm I'm merciless Amir, man. i come from Detroit. You know, I was born and raised in Detroit. Um, You know, I've been rapping since I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Probably 12 years old. I think I wrote my first rap. You know what I'm saying? And my song came out like I had a single in Detroit. Um, you probably could google that and you know a lot of people love that song it was called a day without a rhyme it came out almost probably a little bit more than 30 years ago man Ooh. You know it came out like 30 years ago and so you know what I'm saying y'all y'all might be 30 something years old right now you know what I'm saying <laughs> well I had a record out 30 years ago you know what I'm saying and it was hot on the radio here it was a it was a big record I got a lot of attention and accolades for it and, uh, you know, ever since then, I, I've been involved in the music business and, you know, industry. I, I, I traveled to all of the major um, music, you know, hubs in, in, in America, as well as, you know, I, I did music in England, in London, England. I had a recording deal um, in London with uh Polygram records. Okay, and, okay.
0: And, oh man. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah, I was on I was signed to Polygram Polydor. So Polydor was a major label that was, you know, if you look back at some of the old records like Jimi Hendrix was on Polydor. Okay. Um, James oh Graham man. was on Polydor. You know what I'm saying? Like The Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, you know what I'm saying, was on Polydor. Mm. And, and and a lot of others, you know what I'm saying, but my favorite, Jimi Hendrix one of my favorite artists of all time. Yeah. So, so to have got signed to that label was a was an honor to me. You know what I'm saying? Like you know it was it was epic and crazy, but it it was a you know that's a whole nother story I, I could tell you all about. But I'm just saying like you know my first time I um I mean I, like I said my song came out and it it was going crazy. But you know I had I had some differences with the label that recorded and we re, uh, produced and put out my record. I produced it, but the executive producers. You know, what I'm saying so. Right. We did We so we didn't take it to the the levels that it could have because the business wasn't in order. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you know, at the same time, I feel like you know I don't regret anything. You know what I'm saying? You know, because um, the creator, you know, know what's best. You feel me? Right. So yeah,
2: you're right. It Not. It
4: is what it is. I mean, you know, you want your respect for for the the talent and the things that you do. And, you know, I feel like I, I've earned that and I, I got that. But I've also had a lot of fun on the journey. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, like the first time I went to, the first time I uh, went out to California, I, I recorded with um, some of DJ Quick people. And the first that was like mm. the first person I seen when I got to Cali was DJ Quick.
0: Mm. Like, oh, man.
4: 92. You know what I'm saying? 92. And I went to Compton.
2: You know what I'm saying? Nah. He to hey you still here to tell about it. That's what's nah. up. That's right. That's right. Hey look, Compton wasn't no joke either, bro. Like, I mean Not ninety two. I know no. for sure it wasn't no joke in ninety-two. You spared you through there <laughs> <laughs> look,
4: look bro, look, when I went, when I got to Compton, Compton looked beautiful. I was like, damn, this shit nice as hell. Like palm trees, all the lawns was all manicured. Yeah. Nice little ranch houses, kinda like Chicago, you know what I'm saying? But the only difference was like gangs was gangs was prevalent and and my man's house who I went to there he was a producer named TKO right and he had produced things for DJ Quick's company and his his uh, production company and some of the um, and they had the same manager me and DJ Quick had the same manager at the time okay Oh and that was Doc Brown and he was from Chicago and I went, I was in Chicago. Before I went to Compton, I was in Chicago recording with two other producers, but I, I can't remember their names right now, fellas. I wish I would, I wish I could, because you probably would know them. I know you know somebody in their family or something, you know what I'm saying? Right. But I was in, in their hood and, and recording with them, and the songs that I did with them, they sent out to L.A., and they was like, yeah, he dope, like, bring him out here, you know what I'm saying? We'll record some stuff with him here. A little. Man, when I got to TKO T- house, dude, I walk in the living room. He got the whole studio in the living room with like three MPCs on a rack. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never really seen three MPCs in one place at the except the. Except the, except the <laughs> <laughs> oh, you doing
2: major work if it's right, right? right. Yeah, he got three MPCs. They all lit up. They
4: all ready going. You know what I'm saying? But this in the living room now on the on the wall. They got a painting on the wall. It's not a painting; it's a portrait of him and his family, and like it's really him, all his brothers. Uh They got one of the big wicker chairs, like on the Adams family. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And and somebody sitting in the
2: chair, then the other three or four brothers standing all around him. Oh yeah,
4: pinstripe suits, nigga, like gangsters, (laughs) and they all got they all got shotguns, AKs, and everything, and, and gangster hats on fedoras. I'm like. This is y'all family portrait. <laughs> 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 I'm like, these niggas is this real gangsters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, but that that's their culture out there. That's the California, you know what I'm saying, LA gang culture. But but he a talent talented producer. And we uh we recorded some songs at Hollywood. And man, those songs got got a lot of attention out there at the labels. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like some of these labels reached back out to him like one of the first labels that he told me he was like, man, it's a label that called, called Interscope. They want to sign you. Mm. And I was like, I was like, okay, okay, but oh, we had man. never heard of Interscope at the time, right? <laughs> Tupac wasn't signed to Interscope yet, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was like it was the only person who was signed to it was like this girl named Poetess. She was a she was a rapper from L.A. And so mm. I was like, well, okay. I'm like, that sounds cool. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But um, later on, obviously Interscope became the biggest record label in the world. Yeah. Like in the in the next within
2: the next six years or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, and put out Death
4: Row and all of that. But shit, they they wanted to sign me before that. But you know, a lot of politics and things came came along, and you know,
2: then I ended up moving to New, New York in in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? And, oh man. And yeah, I, I was there just
4: working and, you know, me and some of my partners from the D was living out there. And uh, and then I, I got an
3: opportunity to work with Grandmaster Flash at that time, man. Ooh.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so that was like my, that one of my partners was like, man, you know, he told Grandmaster Flash one day, because he was over there with me when I was recording, he was like, man, you know he think you Yoda. <laughs> 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 was, I know Grandmaster Flash is like, what the hell? Well, shit, man. I'm like, this nigga is shit. Nigga, after I finish fucking with you, I'm a Jedi. Was, right. Like, Nobody said Nigga, uh, <laughs> you Grandmaster Flash. So, you know what I'm saying? I did like three or four songs with Grandmaster Flash. I'll be honest, he taught me a lot. You know what I'm saying? And and the dude was was hella talented, and and he really drove me to write some incredible music that did end up getting me signed to, uh, to that deal with Polydor, Polygram. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then that's when I, you know what I'm saying, went to London and I was over there for like a while, man. Like back and forth, you know what I'm saying, for a couple of years. I had an apartment over there and, you know what I'm saying, we'd be over there recording in the studio. And, uh, you know, it was a great experience. Um, that record didn't end up coming out, you know what I'm saying? I don't, You know, it's a, it's a
2: long story, but, yeah, you know,
4: it's, we charge it to the game, you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah yes, sir, yes, sir. So, man, let me... Let me ask you this. What... I know you rap, but you mentioned producing as well. When did you start producing?
4: Man, shoot. You know what? I started producing like from the beginning because like the first single that I was telling you about, A Day Without a Rhyme, I produced that. And before that, you know, I was just... You know, it was just a, a necessity thing. Like, you know, I could rap, but I ain't had no beats. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. So... So, you know what I'm saying? It was, and then one of my partners used to make the beats, um, you know, for me, and i rap to them. But at the same time, I needed something, like, on hand all the time. So I just bought a drum machine, and I, I used to just be messing around with that drum machine, and I used to DJ, too. So, you know, it was all, like, just a part of, you know, what I was doing, just making music. Um, you know, I, I listened to the beats that I was spinning and stuff and kind of mimicked them beats and and, and start making drum beats and, and you know nah, adding little parts to it And next thing you know i'm you know it, it was a situation where it's like well i just need to have beats you know what i'm saying so right you know, i just have to make them myself i ain't got time to wait i ain't got money to pay other niggas you know what i'm saying yeah you know so I, that's how i ended up producing but i always like you know i, I you know i was in a little school band stuff playing a little clarinet stuff you know <laughs> piano lessons you know my dad
2: was a jazz musician right
4: he, he played piano and saxophone so he always pushed me in that direction of music so you know that's, that's how that came about but but you know then I after after that London deal you know and then I moved to LA and I was still out there you know um, pursuing you know rapping and still rapping but still making beats I had my MP out there and I ended up, like, doing programming, like, drum programming for different, Ooh, okay. uh, different songwriters, some famous people, like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and that that became, like, my job for, for quite a while, for some years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just, yeah, I was just behind the scenes doing production, you know? And I did production for
1: some TV shows, like... I did some. I had some beats on the NAACP Awards, uh, American Comedy Award,
4: okay. Comedy Central. Um, man, like like quite a few things. Like Motown Lives. It was a TV show they used to be on with like acts and bands and things. I met DMX there. Matter of fact, um, at Motown Live I met Snoop Dogg there too, and oh man, a lot of people. But yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, I did a lot of you know. Uh, fun things and, and been introduced to a lot of amazing people,
2: and you know, had the opportunity to work with a lot of amazing people. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you, know, you know, the last, it, you know, the last thing I want to ask you, bro. Uh, I never really got to talk to you about it, but I seen you. I, I was I was scrolling through online and I saw that you was in the studio with Teddy Riley. What what was that like? What were y'all cooking up, or or this was just, just like just a regular visit with the homie? Nah, no, bro, we was there working, man. Woo! We it in, man. Working
0: with the legend, bro, hey, yes, yes. you worked with some say, legends, Detroit? huh? No, say something? Nah, I just said you worked with some legends, bro. It's my, it's this is I'm soaking it all in, bro. Keep going, I'm sorry, keep
4: going. <laughs> For sure. No, no. Teddy Riley, man, that was like, man, that was like the, the crown jewel producer that I worked with. You know what I'm saying? Like like Dude is is so freaking talented. It's amazing. I mean, when we was there at his at his studio, like we was at his house. Dude got a, a mansion in Vegas, you know what I'm saying? He got like three studios in his in the crib
2: uh-huh
4: one of so the first studio we went in was just finished like they just finished building it so we was like the first ones in there listening to some of his newest material and, and some of his hottest material you know
2: uh-huh
4: it was amazing man like dude is like a, the, the greatest r&b producer but you know say you got to remember like teddy riley produced rap like he produced um he produced the show you know what I'm saying? Yes. For, for, for uh, Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick. You know what I'm saying? And he produced... My, my man produced Cool Mod. Um, Go see the doctor. And and songs that I had no clue. We didn't even know who he was when he made them songs. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, and then obviously with Rex and effect and Guy and all of these
0: people. Yeah. You know what I'm
4: saying? Redhead, Kingpin, and... And, and, and he, Street.
0: he fathered... And he's... Man, he's no, no, go ahead. He fathered that Virginia... Like that Virginia like producer tree that, yeah. that that includes Missy, Timberland, Devontae, Pharrell, like the 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 Neptunes, like they all came from, that all came from him. Oh,
2: uh, they, didn't they know every that.
0: every one of those producers I've ever heard say say how they got into the game, they all point to Teddy Raoult. They all That's say the it, it, they all That's of them the say Teddy, Teddy moved to Virginia,
4: you know what I'm saying? At the, like at the height of his fame, you know what I'm saying? With after guy, he moved to Virginia, but you know he from Harlem. Yep, yep. Yep, but he moved to Virginia and then he he met Pharrell there and, you know, gave Pharrell the opportunity to, to work on a, a song. And, you know, once he did that, Pharrell got, you know, Pharrell had credibility. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Was able to go to the labels and say, I did this with Teddy Riley. And, you know, they like, oh, really? You know what I'm saying? And then they seen the results of it. Like it's crazy right now. I'm looking at Rex and Effect right now on, uh, on CNN, and they're <laughs> showing Teddy right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> yep. On this music special on CNN, um, I've been watching this the whole time. Like since before y'all hit me up, I've been watching. this called the '90s. Um, isn't it ironic? But man, look when I when I'm in the studio with Teddy, he starts playing some hip hop beats, right? Oh. Like, let me let, let me let you hear this. It's a hip-hop track, you know what I'm saying? and he did for his sons. He got two sons named
2: Teddy.
4: Oh. And they rap. And they was on this beat, man. First of all, the beat came on. It was one of the coldest beats I, like, ever heard by niggas. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> like, that shit was just like, don't. I just wanted to start rapping to it myself. Right?
2: Like, <laughs> I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right.
4: But they was going, it was kind of, it kind of had a little trap vibe to it, but more like some New York trap, like like Bobby um, Bobby Shmurda or something, you know what I'm saying?
2: Okay, all right.
4: That's how they was going, and the shit was so lit. I was like, man, this is a hit, you know what I'm saying? Like, your boys is like, they wasn't sounding like King Combs. you know what I'm saying? They <laughs> sounded like, more like Shmurda, you know? Right. Oh. You
2: know
4: but man, just, you know what I'm saying, make a long story short, man, like, I was out there, and shout
2: out, big shout out to Teddy Riley, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Teddy Riley. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to his whole family,
4: you know, everybody that, uh, you know, works with him out there at his, at his mansion, at his studios, and I got a shout out to my man, um, Richard Patterson, you know what I'm saying, because that's my partner, that introduced me to Teddy, and, uh, and try on supercars, you know what I'm saying, which... You know Castro, you might know a little bit about Tryon and yeah. the, the supercar that my man is developing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's called the Tryon Nemesis, and that's that's what I wrote about when I did the song with Teddy. I, it was a song about this this supercar that my man has created,
2: mm. and uh, it's it's coming out like really soon. So the launch is coming up, so I'm gonna keep y'all posted about that. But, oh uh, yeah, do that, okay. do that, bro. No doubt.
4: No question, man. No question. But Teddy came out. Teddy hit me with a, the, the hardest beat. And then, you know what I'm saying? And I had wrote to it before I before I got there because he sent it to me, you know what I'm saying, like a week before I came. So uh-huh. not a week. Not a week. He sent it to me on Monday. I wrote the song on Monday when I got it. Like within, within 20, 30 minutes, I had wrote the first verse and I sent it back to my partner like, check this out. He was like, damn. Like, nigga, how you, how you do that? I was like, no, that shit inspired me. You know what I'm saying? So I... I, I got on it ASAP, you know? But then by the end of the week I was out there in, in Vegas and we recorded it, you know what I'm saying? And and Teddy was like he was impressed, you know, he, he was like digging, he was like, Man, this shit is dope, man. It's dope. You oh. know what I'm saying? But he was giving me all of these tips like, you know what I'm saying, like how to how to end the verse and how to, you know what I'm saying, how to how to put a little spin on it and how to how to, you know what I'm saying, uh phrase the chorus. And it ended up making it, like, so much doper, man. He, like, kind of chopped and screwed the chorus on it. I was like, how did this nigga know about chopping and screwing? I mean, <laughs> really? I Teddy Riley, but the, he ain't DJ, you know what I'm saying, screw whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, man, <laughs> this dude, it's, he's Teddy Riley, man. He's an amazing amazing producer, man, talented, like, probably the greatest producer, you know what I'm saying, that I've ever met, you know what I'm saying? And
0: For sure. our time, quite possibly, bro man that's hey that 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 is a story of a lifetime bro that 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 is amazing fam fam let us know man what else what else you cooking up man man my guy, man listen
4: i'm you know i got a few things on on the floor man but um you know my album is coming it's called true legend like i said it's got it's got uncut sapphires on it it's got uh it's got the song Acapulco Go with Big Hurt, but it's got some other songs on there. One of the songs I want to mention
2: real quick um, shout out to Young Bleed. Uh, I know y'all probably remember Young Bleed. Oh, my yeah, for sure. Blee. Oh, for sure. Oh,
0: man, one of my favorites. Who that? Say <laughs> right. so you want to do Who that?
2: that? Do that yeah. Well, shoot, man. Me, me and Young Bleed got a song uh, with, with another rapper from New Orleans called Don Flamingo. Shout out to Don Flamingo.
4: Shout uh-huh. out uh, to um, Young Bleed and uh and louisiana but um yeah we got a joint and it, and it, it's heavy so that's on the song that's on the album um i want to give a shout out to my man tony scarborough um i'm working for, on a verse for his project but he got a verse on one of my songs on the album and uh him and my man Dogmatic, shout out and shout out to castro shout out to nick speed
2: um, I mean, well, obviously, shout out to Cash. <laughs> Salute, <out>. bro. <laughs> shout out to Cash Out, too, man. My man Cash Out from Detroit. Yeah. He produced
4: a song for me and Cash Out, it's on my record. Okay. And, uh, my man Ken L., who I mentioned earlier, but I want to shout out to my man 8 Double. But Ken L, man, he, he was one of the actors on, uh, on the Parkers. Now, y'all remember on the Parkers where my man used to be rapping sometimes? Yeah. Playing the keyboards up on the, on the stage? Yeah. That's Ken L. That's my homeboy, man. But he rapped too. You know what I'm saying? I produced a couple of his songs in the past, and he rap He's rapping on this album with me and shit. So okay. Shout out to Ken and Eight Double. They from um. They from uh, West Covina, California. Okay. Shout out to West Covadex. I want to shout out Jazar um, and Katrina Storm. Some some young ladies that that add some vocals on my on my joint and my girl um, Tanaka. You know
2: what I'm saying? And, and Castro, you know Tanaka, um, her real name, Joel. Don't you remember Joel? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Joel. When well, she's singing and stuff, and she she calls. So she she
4: doing a chorus on the,
2: on one of the songs too. Shout out to the Queen. You know, you feel me? So yeah, that's that's what I'm working on. And I got another project that's coming soon, man. So hey, after that. You you go you gonna send something my way so I can jump on that one too? Come on, man. You already know, this, man. <laughs>
4: That's inspired, man. And Trey, I didn't know you was a rapper as well, but I, I now I remember because I heard the uh I heard the intro that y'all did. And I had already told you know I'm saying Castro
0: that this shit was fire, bro. Y'all did the thing on that, man. I appreciate I that, it. bro. I I that appreciate that. Shit up. Hey, and it's more coming.
2: It's more coming. From yeah, that. it's yeah. this is the taste. <laughs> Shout out to Nestor God for providing us with the beat for that for that song for our intro, man. Oh, okay. Oh man, it's Liddy man. Hey man,
0: hey, we appreciate having having you on this show man. We had to come. We were, I'm so glad that you came. So we could give you your flowers man, cause you deserve it. You a legend in this game man. You you you've seen things that I've only had dreamed of, and I have yet to attempt. But still, fam, you paving the way man. That's that's what
2: it's all about dog. One hell of a resume, my brother man. One hell of a resume, and I'm I'm glad that that. I got to know you all of these years that I've known you, man. And, and I appreciate the opportunity you gave me, bro. You, 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 you really put me on a path and, and and got my vision straight with, with music, man. And and I'm just glad you was able to help me, man. Oh man, I
4: appreciate it, man. It's my pleasure, bro. It's my pleasure. I'm glad. And uh, I'm glad y'all, you know, hit me up to be on the podcast, man. I had a lot of fun.
2: You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? I hope you all call me back. You know
0: what I'm saying? Oh, I, for sure. I, I got more stories, man. I got plenty more stories. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for sure. We'll, we'll hit you back, man. We'll, and, and, and we'll be sending you some of the music that we coming up with, man, just so we can, uh, you know what I'm saying, we can just throw some things your way, maybe get your opinions on it and stuff like that. But we'll talk more about all of those beautiful things offline. But we just want to say thank you, brother, for coming. This is Merciless Amir. And uh, you got a uh, uncut Sapphires, and what was the other one? Blue. Oh yeah, blue. Carrera, blue Carrera, yeah. yeah. Out all stream, all streaming platforms, right? That's right, man. All streaming platforms, yeah. man. Go check that out. And Acapulco, Gold. Acapulco, go,
2: Gold, baby. Yes, yeah, sir. This is Merciless Samir, twelve gauge the pod, and we thank you for being on the show, my brother. Yeah, thanks for having me, for sure. All right, Mercy. We gonna holler at you later, brother. All right, you know what y'all boys Stay up. All right, you All too, right. bro. be peace. All right, 100. 100. 100. <laughs> applause for that man. Yeah. Double applause for that man. Long resume of working with legends, man. Man, did that man say Teddy Riley, man? You know what? I had to throw that in there because, like uh, I said, I seen it on Facebook and I didn't get to talk to him about it. Dude, a... Uh, 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 Alone from the fact that he was
0: offered a contract from Interscope before it was Interscope, and and you, he was telling you, you you looking at it like I don't know who this is. You know what I'm saying? That I'm, just goes to show you you never know. And then to you be on the know. same record label with Rick James, James Brown, man, that hey man, hey that's that's just that's amazing right there. Another round of applause. So, man, we're going to keep it moving right along, man. We're going to get into our business oh, highlights. Oh, correction.
2: Jimi Hendrix, my bad. That was Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, yeah.
0: We're going to get right into our business highlights. Our first business, and this is, you know, my favorite part
2: of oh, yeah. podcast. Got to highlight the highlight, black businesses.
0: Highlighting the black Support business. our people. That's right. So, so, our first, you can find on IG, that's the Tech Therapist. If you need help with your technology, please go on IG Fill out the form, get an appointment. All of your technology needs—you need website hosting, all of that. Go get it done. We got you. Tell her twelve gauge the pod sent you. You know what I'm saying? So yes, round of sir. applause for that as well. TVP Tech Solutions. <laughs> Next on the business highlight. We have my father, Lindbergh Askew the third. I mean, that's me. I'm Lindbergh Askew the <laughs> third. Pops is put Lindbergh. Out the whole government. Pops is Lindbergh Askew Jr. You know what I'm saying? If you need life insurance, it doesn't matter how old you are, where you at in life, you know, what's your condition, just contact me at 12 Gauge the Pod and I will put you in tune with my father. We will sit down, we'll have a talk. He also told me uh earlier. That he said that uh, he will review your current life insurance policy to see if there was room for improvements hmm. so give
2: give me a contact
0: let me know what's up I will put you in tune I'm
2: going to have to get in tune with that man because I didn't want them to throw my body in, in Lake Michigan or something when it was my time you know what I'm saying <laughs>
0: Alright, and number three that we have on the list is music, music producer extraordinaire. If you need music production, studio services, videography, video editing, holla at 7 Lee on IG. That's S7N Lee. 7 Lee or 7 leecom and you can he provide all those services services. Um, if you have been on IG and you've seen 12 Gauge the Pod, you have seen our video. He did the video.
2: Yes, he Good did the job. video,
0: uh, and I mean that—that's that, quality, quality work. So round of applause for that man, that's Seven Lee. Shout out to Seven Lee. And last but not least, we have Alias Boutique. Uh, that's www.shopalias.com, or you can also find Alias Boutique on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. And Alias Boutique is offering the latest in women's fashion, handbags, jewelry, and other accessories. So. Hey, you want to get your old lady something? Something nice? Hop on the boutique. You know what I'm saying? Go, go ahead and, and, and shop with our people, man. Get it get it going and get it
2: right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Will not be disappointed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, man. We are moving right along, my guy.
2: Oh, yeah, It's along. been hey, a good hey, night.
0: And hey, you know what, man? <laughs> We've been riding on a high, but we about to get into uh, we about to get to some little sticky situations over here. You know what I'm saying? And the next topic is a topic that I I am not elated to bring up, but everybody has been talking about it the last few weeks, and this is the Joe Button Prog podcast breakup. It's been bubbling for months. I don't know if if if, if our followers have been following the JBP podcast, but um. Joe Button hopped on air and fired Rory and Maul in a show, and they were not even sitting at the seats. So he just fired an empty seat. He looked at the empty seat and said, "Rory, you're fired." You know oh, what I mean? <laughs> but it, it it it's it's so heartbreaking because um, that podcast was one of the podcasts that got me into listening to podcasts not even thinking that i could do my own but i didn't really listen to a lot of podcasts until the joe Budden podcast yeah so um then it it was like okay well you know i could do it but to hear the breakup to 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 see it unfold as it unfolded man it's heartbreaking I mean, nobody, won't, I don't know. I mean, what what was
2: the escalation point that led to this? It,
0: it seemed to be more about, you know, it was a, it was business, but it also seemed to be some personal issues too. So it, it seemed to be like there were some things that were said on air that uh, things that were said on air by Joe that maybe Rory didn't agree that should have been on air. That also led to, that was like a side note, but that was the real reason to be, that they started to begin their rift. And then it also seems that there was a lot of miscommunication about how the money was to be divided or split up. But more so that, and Joe, and I've, I've, I've seen it from both parties, Joe pretty much said, like, oh, I'm the owner. I was on this show before y'all came, here, came along. I own the show. This is not y'all's show. Y'all just employees of the show. And it seemed like Rory and Mall had more of a well, you know, it's not about that. It's about we asked you for an accounting and then we got the accounting, we said it was wrong and then we never got the corrected numbers ever again. Wow, so that it it so shady. it was just it was just seems like it was like it was shady, it was miscommunication. <clears throat> I I'm not going to say whether or not who's wrong or who's right because it feels like from what I can hear both sides are telling a, a, a truth uh, a, in, in, a, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, when hearing it from all sides it's like, okay, you know, some things is the truth and some things may be exaggerated but it, I feel like there's truths to what both sides are saying. You know, I'm not going to be judged, jury, and executioner right. to, to say whether or not who was right or who's wrong but I, I hope that They could kind of work that out and
2: come back on the air.
0: It's it's I feel like it's not even about them moving forward as the in the show, but these were also three friends. You so you know what I'm saying. So it's almost like you know you gotta mend that friendship more so than just the podcast. The the podcast. Like Joe has already moved forward. With the podcast, so it's not like okay, like they can't come back. I mean, anything is possible, but I feel like you that we too old to be butchering friendships and and burning bridges like that. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know when you when you might need the help. Now, I I you know every situation is different, but I kind of feel like you know that it, there should be some sort of amicable solution to all of this yeah. you know what i'm saying so um it's just crazy because i look at i look at the jp i look at that the podcast is like one of the the podcasts that i look up to as in terms of guidance and you know where are they now yeah you know what i am saying? I mean i don't know i don't <laughs> I, it's like you know i don't really know come on joe what where to go from so i just hope that they you know I hope that they could find some type of way to to to, to move forward amicably and, and and get it done. So
2: friendship over business.
0: Man, and then hey, another breakup. But this breakup ain't really got nothing to do with me per se, uh, or you, but man, Bill Gates getting divorced, man. <laughs> What's with all of these high money? people getting divorced billionaires getting divorced like this ain't just you know uh it just seems like it's more than a trend like is there something of it you know what i'm saying like i don't know what it is but it just feels like it's just something more than it just being like a trend like it's just like you know it feels funny it feels kind of funny behind all of that
2: I mean, people get divorced for many reasons. Sometimes you just reach a point where, if you ever get to the point where you feel like you're just existing around yeah. each other, then it's it's a dead end. You know
0: what's 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 wild to me is like I'll read uh things on the internet that say like um, you know, it has some high percentage of reasons why it will be like reasons why married couples get divorced and it'll be a higher percentage of it would be like a lot of it is financial right right but then they see the people with the most money get divorced it's just kind of like okay well they problem can't really be money money you know what i'm saying it ain't, it ain't like an issue of what they can't pay right so this has to be more Way more, way more grounded than that. You know they, what I'm saying? But
2: didn't they have a prenup?
0: I think so. I had to double check. I also, I think they did have a prenup. I don't know. We have to look that up. But um, I also heard about another wrinkle in their marriage where he got to go on a week vacation with his ex like once a year
2: besides the wrinkles in their
0: skin. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, like like imagine that. And I I mean, I don't want to see my ex. So, I mean, it's not anything like that, Man, but I mean, go. I can't Touch that I subject. can't imagine coming into uh being married and and being able to leave your wife for a week. No questions asked to be with somebody else. And, and 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 go on, and to go on vacation, you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't going to work, you're going on vacation. I mean,
2: is that's uh, that that's a that's a touchy one, man. Because I guess, and I'm not speaking for all women or whatever, but I know it's probably some women that feel like, you know, I'm financially set for life, so. You know, he can just go do whatever the fuck he wanna do.
0: I guess my whole question is what did she do that deserves a vacation? Like, you know what what something she sorry. ain't doing. Something she that's, ain't doing. I feel like what did she do to deserve the vacation? He,
2: he probably called his ex like, yo, I want you to do that thing I used to like. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. My wife ain't getting it. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: Oh, man, that's, that's wild. She said she wouldn't do it, so, hey, you, you
2: gonna come do it for me? <laughs> hey, babe, I'm about to go on a vacation for a week. My ex, she about to do that thing I like, so, I'll be back. <laughs> Hold the house down. Hey, man, that's
0: exactly what it sound like to me, like, fam, like, okay, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna a move on from that.
2: Yeah, that, oh. I mean, that's a weird one right there, you know what I'm saying, but. You know, dolls to donuts. You know, she probably didn't care, and they both probably felt the same way. Like it was time. I mean, I mean,
0: I think so. I mean, but I mean, hell, he's still rich, I right? Mean, that's, and that's, that's, and, and that's, that's probably day, why like, she don't really know. care. You know, right?
2: He's still he. I mean, he. He's, you know what? Because you when you look at most people's breakups in the tabloids or whatever, you know, the guy got the straight face, and you see the woman. You know, yeah. sobbing or whatever, but she looked just as gangster as he did. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> like this man. is not phasing me not one not bit.
0: Well, I, I like, like, like you said, it, it's probably a situation where, like, they just existing. They both knew it was over with. Let's just sign this paperwork, right? So, on to the next topic. We quick hitting them today. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Twelve games the pod. Hey. Man, speaking of divorcing and breaking up, I don't know if you watch this show, man, Housewives of Atlanta, but fam, this woman, Portia, marries, got engaged to what I thought was her friend's Uh ex-husband. And they just got divorced about a month ago. Uh And then a month later, she engaged to that same man. African guy, right? Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I don't watch it, but I was trying to read up on it, you know. When... I, I,
0: I couldn't, I couldn't. Fam, I was watching the show. I watched the shows with my wife, so I was watching the show and I saw when Portia came over there like, hey, this my friend. She in- introducing her other friends to this woman like this is her friend. She walking in her house. Dude in the crib. And he like, hey, I'm, you know, he hope playing host. I'm like, and to think this whole time, you know, like, like to fast forward it to now.
2: You know what? And the, and and the thing is, bro. Even outside of that factor, I stopped watching reality TV because you you open yourself up to a lot of problems, and with these reality shows, it's always a problem with. Somebody, a couple, whatever, and it always ends badly, and it's like you you see that so much, you just get tired of seeing it. So, so
0: what? What I my my biggest take from it is is not even the whole um, them being friends and and the divorce and, and all that. It's stuff. the drama aspect it, it's, behind it's it. the fact that I feel like it's played up for the show. Itself, You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like you said, it's always drama involved with these shows, but it's almost as if, you know, they are creating this, this drama in order to drive the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's, it's not just, you know, it's, it's not only like just a, like a, I want to say like a phoniness or fakeness to it. But some of it just ain't as believable as they're putting
2: it out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, just like I used to watch uh, 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 Jimmy and Chrissy. They, yeah. they little reality show. I used to watch. I, I'm a fan of Jim Jones, you know. Uh, and then uh, what, was the one, what was the one show that Joe Buttons was on when he was. That was. Uh, with Kalen Garcia. Hip hop. Uh, what was it was a hip hop loves New York or something like that. Yeah, New something York, like York. that. Yeah. yeah, I watched that a few times. You know, Man, DC, and you know, whatever. You know, but it's everybody start out cool at the beginning. Then it's like day two. Now we got riff R- Right, right, saying? right. That's and that's exactly what I'm saying. It's, it's like it's like watching a black version of Real World. You know, why what I'm can't saying?
0: anybody be cool?
2: Nobody can be cool
0: in these shows. That's like, what as I'm soon as you sign up like, to these shows, like you signing up for beef.
2: Everybody, <laughs> everybody, the first night, they get to the spot, whatever. Oh, how my name is this? You know, I'm there, whatever. Everybody cool, drinking, having a good time. Then the next day, oh, this bitch, oh, this motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? Walking through the crib, looking at each other sideways, and, and oh, you know, you got a problem, you know, not, now we got the squabble. Drama on day two.
0: <laughs> drama on day two. Boy, that shit is crazy. So, next topic, man, we go go through. We gonna get into this music, man. We touched on it before, man. DMX just dropped yesterday, matter of fact. New album, Exodus. Now, we haven't been podding for a while, so we gonna go through three albums right now. So, I'm gonna tell you right now, the first album is DMX's new album, Exodus. Um, Fam, this was a beautiful album. I felt like, like this album was well curated. It's, it's I got to put that up there. Up there was one of my favorite DMX albums. Like yeah. it's 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 giving me that vibe. I don't I don't think that this was the best DMX rapping wise, but in terms of the album as a whole, the features drive. They're driving it. It's it's just a really really well. Produced
2: album, you know what and I think He made his album more so for his legacy I'm trying to think how I can word it Sometimes before you leave this earth you want to leave that last good mark and let everybody know How you feel what's on your mind and everything and I felt like that's That's what he's done with this album. Like I didn't hear it to its entirety. Uh, because I was listening to it on on the way to the Claremont Lounge but you know the song that he he uh made for his son yeah yeah I uh, thought I thought that was really 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 grown grown man it was
0: I, and I mean when I when I when I listen to it when I listen to it fam and the song is called son please call your father yeah and and when I listen to it man it it touches it, 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 I mean, DMX has always had the innate ability to be like soul touching, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And in this one, for it to be like the last real record on the album, it's that like he really, 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 really touches it, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he really hits the home. Um, I felt like this album had a little bit of Def Jam polish on it, like. You know, if uh, it, it did. felt, it it had that, it had that late nineties, early two thousands type of death jam. Even the joint to it. with with,
2: with Jay Z and Nas.
0: I mean, it did. I mean, yeah, and I mean, they they went hard. Uh, Have you seen? The, I don't know if you've seen, but the internet, the internet has been clamoring for after this song, a Jay Z and Nas album. Like that's all I keep hearing about. When we gonna get a Jay and Nas album? When we gonna get a
2: Jay and Nas album? It's gonna come when we least expect it. Ooh, you think so? I think so. nice nice I, I, I think uh super ugly and ether, you know I think that paved the way you know for two great artists to showcase their talent lyrically right against one another but then what better way to mend to mend that cut by putting it together? By coming together and putting out some, yeah, I mean, I felt
0: like um, I felt like they they they're at a good space where I feel like that that it could actually happen. Now, and they
2: and they've been in a good space with each other for a while. Yeah, for a good yeah,
0: while. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. I feel like they're in the space together where where this could happen. Like a a whole project could happen. And
2: man, it, you, it's I I you know real quick take you back back when they did the interview with each other. Yeah, that that let me know that there was hope.
0: Yeah, because I felt like for a long time that they were gonna be two bitter enemies down to to the, the last the, final the last breath. Brain, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like it, like it was, you know. But hey, I mean, hey, you live and you learn. Shout out to Jay Nye. Shout out to Dmx. Beautiful album. Shout out to Swizz Beatz for executive producing. I think he produces the entire album. Yeah, I Showtime. Know, it, it was. It was just a well-produced album. I mean, yeah. you don't really hear a lot of albums with that many features that, that is this well-produced. Yeah. That, and and, and, and I, that's how I can feel about it. So, you know, shout out to DMX and that album, Exodus. Uh, moving on from DMX, though, the next album.
2: <laughs> man, how you feel about this J. Cole album, man? I couldn't get past ninety five south. Oh man,
0: which was a great intro. You got Cam on the on the in the in the background talking shit. Yeah, Cam shit. was talking doing you know doing his saying? little
2: dame dash talking talking shit thing. But I was I was looking for a verse. You was looking for a Cam verse? I was. I really was.
0: I always have mixed views with J Cole. I love J Cole as an artist. Let let let's get this straight.
2: He sounded mad on this album.
0: He did sound a little bit angrier on this album. Did he just seem like he was he a little seemed, bit angry? Right. Yeah. Like he sounded it's, it's angry. some on this tension album. somewhere. Like it's, yeah, it's something. So I don't know what it was, but he, he sounded a little bit, you know, like he was moved in the wrong way on this album. I, I love J. Cole as an artist.
2: Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um,
0: I just don't like all of his albums. And I feel like he drives home a certain type of sound that ain't always exciting for me for some reason. And I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but I don't know what it is that does not get me excited about new J. Cole music.
2: I think because with us being uh, 80s babies, 90s made us, you know, the, the way he's putting out music is more for the next generation. This would be their 90s. Music, you know Jay Cole and all of that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's not like I don't. It's not like I don't think he can rap.
2: Oh, he, I know he can, he can rap. rap. He I don't
0: think that he can produce. He could definitely produce. Something is about the total package that makes it just doesn't make me. I, a, it doesn't make me excited. Now that doesn't mean that I don't listen to it. I've 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 listened to everything this man has put out. Yeah. That's how much I respect
2: him. Yeah,
0: but. Every time I finish listening to it, I'm not like getting up and saying, "Damn, I need more."
2: It's missing. It's missing some seasoning. It's missing
0: something. It's I don't know
2: what it is, but it's it's missing like something. Like how white folks just use salt and pepper for everything. Yeah, you know? I, don't, I don't. You gotta mean, throw some adobo on there. I, yeah, he
0: thing. got. to do something, man. I don't know what it is. He he got to do something, but but maybe he don't have to do something because maybe I'm not that fan that he's making this music for. Because one thing I know about Cole. He caters to his fan base.
2: Oh, he does. So, he does. you know,
0: I maybe I ain't the fan that he's making the music for, but the the the, the, the cold heads, he got a cold hive. Them cats that love cold, they love
2: cold. But you know what, Trey? Me and you used to a, a certain type of... I, I wouldn't say it's a sound, but maybe it's a certain type of attitude. There we go. Maybe it's a attitude. Me and you pretty much listen to the same people, and a lot of them have... Damn near the same, like you said, attitude with their approach to their records.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, it's not like it's it's you know, J Cole ain't making like sound bombing hip hop. Like you remember sound bombing hip hop? Remember uh remember like most and 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 Talib? All like, I remember you know sound bombing. Right? That's what I'm saying. You sound sound bombing, bombing too. That was it's, my shit. It's not like he's. I don't feel like he's making. That exact replica of music. He's definitely in his own lane musically. That's what, and that's what he wants, and that's why I feel like maybe that lane just ain't for me. But I still respect him as a nurse.
2: You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you got a point, so, brother.
0: Hey, shout out to Cole. Shout out, big shout out to Cole. You know man. what I'm saying? And the, the album's out. It's still good music. It's still quality it is. music. So, so. Last but not least on the album tip,
2: Mock Hami, Dan. Oh, Mock, Mock, Mock. I still want my painting, Uh, Mock. (laughs) Mock Hami's album.
0: Like, like, I mean, fam, you said it before on this podcast about other people's albums, but that's a West Side Gun album. And, and of course, West Side Gun is a driving curator behind the album, but, It turned out to be such a good listen.
2: It did. It did. I listened to it like two, three times.
0: Yeah, like it's such a good album to listen to. And I mean, I guess I didn't know what I didn't know was until I hopped on the internet and started reading what everybody else was saying was that people were clamoring for that old West Side feeling. Like they wanted that old Griselda sound again, they wanted an album like that, and I guess they hadn't really. They felt like they hadn't had it in a while, and this is it. This my
2: homie album is it. And I and I think this is this is the perfect way to start bringing that back. You know, by for one, bringing back somebody that you was doing music with a while, and you know, y'all did your own thing for a little bit, you know, and and i feel like this too this Makami album i feel like gives me a preview to uh hillaware's eremies 8 shoot i hope so because i feel like this is i feel like that album's either going to be equal or better as far as his production cuz i mean conductor did a lot and he's ill man
0: if that out al- if 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 hillaware's hermes 8 is anything is it's the it's the piggyback off this macamy album it's gonna be crazy now. But what what West I posted not too recently, I just saw like a couple days ago. He said that Stove Guy Cooks is next. That's his next curation. So Stove Guy is officially on Griselda. I don't know if he's officially on Griselda, but with if, if West say he gonna curate your next masterpiece,
2: he's gonna he, curate your next you masterpiece. Know what? West is turning into, if not already. The New York Dre. Because he his, everything he touches is gold. Just like everything Dre touched was gold. Hey, hey, he he definitely is on to something.
0: He is. He definitely is on to something. And, and
2: very few people have the ear right, to recognize somebody's talent. And when you take that talent mix with the culture, mix with your creativity. And sound, man, ain't nothing you can accomplish because that everybody under that umbrella is it's all Griselda. Griselda is just one sound, right? You, you like, I don't care who rapping El Camino, Boldy, whoever you know when Wes has put his hand on something, whether it's a whole album or one song. Because you know we all know how West rap, we all know how his production is, and when you hear that replicated, you can all you can automatically say West West had his hand in that, right? And go straight to the track, right? Yeah, produced by West, right? You know, man. Hey, so shout
0: out, shout, shout out, out to, to my comedy. West. So uh, that that I mean that album is is called what's, it's, hey. it's called Pray for Haiti. Yeah, shout and out, shout out to Pray for Haiti. You know what? And all of Haitian.
2: All this Haitian that he was speaking. Man. Come on, man. Don't put out an album where I got to use Google Translate to figure out what you're saying at the end of your songs, B. <laughs> I love the album, but you, you making me work too hard to learn the language, man.
0: <laughs> hey, man. So we moving right along, man. Those were our three albums, man. Hey, so with Outside opening back up, Chicago recently officially announced that they will have a Lollapalooza 2021 and it will be at full capacity. Now, what excites me about this Lollapalooza was when I looked at this lineup and I'm going to read off some names and I might get into the weeds here because I have some, some, some names that goes down into the fine print that I fuck with. Um, but off top, Foo Fighters, Post Malone, Tyler the Creator, Boom Boom Boom, right? The baby. Now you know he's gonna bring it down. Megan Thee Stallion, Roddy Rich, Playboy Cardi, Young Thug, Jack Harlow, Polo G, Trippy Red. You talking about um? Givian. Saint John. Then Freddie Gibbs. Dude, this this and this is and I'm I'm not going through all of these artists, but these are just some of the artists that I know that I would if Earth Gang, Rico Nasty, fam. This is going this they and they are they haven't even gotten down into the fine print, but Mick Jenkins. Um Toby Lou. Shout out to my boy Lottery. Fam, this lineup is sick and what a way for them to come back and to, to, to come back into a lineup that's like you know it's gonna go crazy like I know it's gonna go crazy I've seen Lollapalooza I've driven past it when somebody was on stage, and all you, it felt like the, the earth was shaking, fam. That's <laughs> how it was rocking. I don't really do the festivals like that, but if, if I know, man, fam, the last time there was a Lollapalooza, did you see that video clip where they broke down the, the fence and the dude that got caught was the yeah. dude with one leg? Fam, If any time you got people breaking in to, to 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 go mash for the party, you know it's going down. Oh it's yeah, definitely sure. going down. Oh yeah, Palooza for sure, fam. That it's it's just one of them, one of them shows. One of the things that I know is Lollapalooza happening. My man, I I I didn't got excited. I just wish that you know we get uh we get a Hyde Park Brew Fest. I want the house picnic to jump off. You know what I'm saying? I really want a Chicago summer. And I, everybody ain't gonna do the events, man. And and, and I mean, so like, where where are nah, we? No, they gonna
2: do the events, man. They, I mean, they. People some of them thirsty back up, to get man, out.
0: People are thirsty to get out.
2: They thirsty.
0: People thirsty to get out, and I think that somebody somewhere is gonna do something. There's, yes. there's gonna be parties. You know, you ain't just gonna be able to not do. You know what I'm saying? Like, not get away with people not gathering. People are going to gather.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and you mentioned Post Malone. I just watched the movie last night. He had a little part in it. Uh yeah? Yeah, it's called Wrath uh, of Man with Jason Statham. Oh, man, I need to watch that joint. How was it? Oh, I fell asleep on it, of course. You know, I fall asleep <laughs> on everything because I be moving. But uh... for what I saw, you know, it was good. You know, he... He
0: lasted for a quick second. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, man, last but not least, fam, I don't know if you heard, but uh State 48 in Chicago released some brand new oh, yeah. policies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, well, um, you know, hey. You gotta have us a hundred dollar table limit per person. You gotta spend a hundred dollars if you sitting down. You know they don't want no uh, no shredded jeans, no hats of any kind. You know no clothes with big logos on, no shirts with big logos on it, um, no hooded sweatshirts, no jumpsuits. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if they letting the ladies in with cat suits Like, man, they done went down the whole line. You know, They don't want what, people taking
2: pictures in front of the sign and, and everything, fam. You know what, man? And if you're going to have all these rules, put more than just salt and pepper on my shit.
0: <laughs> you got to ask for the garlic butter, pimp. You know, nah, you gotta, all nah, of that. No,
2: nah, you got to get the... Um, you gotta, I'm going to need you... To leave the restaurant and go to a black woman's house and just raid her spice cabinet. You gotta get the truffles and truff- my shit. You gotta
0: get the truffles on your steak. Now, now, right.
2: now, <laughs> now, do
0: not here, do you feel fine? Like, do you find this offensive? Like, I mean, I, I I find certain things about it offensive. Like, I do feel like it's targeting black people,
2: but you know, I find some of it some of it offensive. I mean, but on, on the flip side of the coin, you know. I respect dress code.
0: I was raised that if you're gonna go to a fine dining establishment, you should put on a collared shirt. That's how I was raised. Like it was at it, least the shirt. at least the collar shirt. So I, I, you know, I will rock the polo to State 48. Matter of fact, I did that last on my birthday. Yeah. So I, w- I was just there. So I mean, I don't. To me, like, yeah, I get it. They're targeting uh certain people but but the way i understand it is i was already following i guess a certain type of ethic or code already when it comes to these high-end restaurants so what you know what's what's the big issue now i guess the issue is people coming in there and only only uh eating breadsticks And, uh, not paying for no whole meal and sitting up there taking pictures and and leaving and shit, huh? What? I mean...
2: (laughs) That's crazy, I mean, see,
0: and it... it This... Hey, I'm going to tell y'all a story. So, last year... Not last year, but 2019. uh, No, no, it was early 2020. So, this is January 2020 before all hell broke loose. (laughs) I was in D.C. with my wife, and we were meeting up with my cousin and her husband, and, uh, they were, we were meeting up at Ocean Prime because it was his birthday. I would never been to Ocean Prime before, but I saw that Ocean Prime was a nice upscale restaurant. So me and my wife, we got kind of dressy. You know what I'm saying? Not too dressy, but we got we got kind of dressy. And, you know, we, we starting to head out. So we get out, park the car. We start walking up to State 48. As we're walking, two young ladies dart in front of us like they running. And they don't have on any shoes, but they dress like for the club. Like they dress for like the nightclub, nightclub, you know what I'm saying? Like they got on the pencil skirts, you know, the the, the full, like, you know, the, they got and on they the running full, around full makeup, they got their shoes in hand. So, what they did was they ran up to the door of Ocean Prime, put their shoes on, fix their hair, and had somebody take a picture in front of the door because I guess it's a sign that's like says that you wear at Ocean Prime. Have somebody take a picture. So, we were waiting. For them to finish taking this picture. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay, they taking the picture. They finna go inside. So Fam, they got their picture took and left out.
2: So this was a clout picture. A straight up clout picture. So not only did they not eat at the restaurant, but they running around D.C. with dirty feet.
0: Fam, these dirty feet ninjas didn't even step foot in the Ocean Prime. They just said, forget it. We, we took the picture for the gram. And now we out.
2: And then they just put their heels on with all kind of rocks and gravel falling in them shit. Fam, and... I... Look, look, <laughs> listen. Listen. Don't run around with dirty feet.
0: I don't know where these people come from, but if these guidelines help to keep people like that away, so be it. I don't care about the race. Fam, you just not finna take no pictures
2: for the gram and at, a, at a fine dining establishment and not eat no shit. See, I would be the kind of person to test them, like especially if I ate the what you what was the best thing you had off the menu? Exactly, exactly. What what,
0: what, what kind what of did wine you did you drink? What kind of wine did you drink? You know what I'm saying? Did you like this appetizer? Right. What was, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, I don't I don't get it. Like like I didn't understand. That was my first time seeing something, in like like that was so clout driven. Like right in front of my eyes like that. Like, you know, you might hear about it. You might see somebody post something online and you might know them and then you know that's clout. But this is my first time seeing it in real life time, like in real time, like, you know, I'm like watching them and I'm like, damn, they ain't even go in the restaurant.
2: But see, the real ones don't take a picture outside of the restaurant. They take a picture of the menu and the food they had in the restaurant.
0: Shit, I took a picture of the plate for sure because that sh- it came out looking immaculate. I'm sure it did. And uh, fam, I and this is well, this is this is the other thing I don't understand. Who goes to steak fine dining steak restaurants and don't spend a hundred dollars? Like, where y'all come from? What why are y'all even sitting down? Like what <laughs> like...
2: right, y'all y'all better go to go to the Dollar Tree you know, and get man, and get that fam. uh frozen filet mignon fam. in the back of the stove. <laughs> y'all better
0: take them shenanigans the Grand Lux, fam, and, and the Cheesecake Factory. Because fam, who I mean who does you that? still spending a hundred dollars at the cheesecake factory. Yeah, you, you are, but I'm just saying, like, fam Go to David Busters. I, if if I go to a steak restaurant, I'm getting the steak. That's the only reason why I'm going. I ain't going for no
2: other reason. Now you know what I'm gonna tell you. I went to Smith and Walensky, nice. another another fine nice steak place. It was a group of us for my boy uh, K Dub birthday. We all met up there. We spent about twelve hundred dollars total between between all of us that went. That's a lot of money. <laughs> And we ain't good. I'm telling but, you. But like you said, hunt. You know, ninety hundred dollars.
0: You know. But you knew when you was sitting down. You knew when you knew when your boy called you and said, "Yo, man, we going out to eat. Where we going? Smith or Walensky." You knew what time it was right there, because at that point, at that point, you could have been like, "It's too rich for my blood." Or you could have been like...
2: And you know what? That's that's exactly what I told K-Dub. I'm like, and I just moved back to Chicago, too. You know what I'm saying? From Detroit. And when we went out there, I was like, bro, you know I ain't. You know what I'm saying? I just moved back and everything. He's like, dude, it's my birthday. I wanted you to come out with me. You know what I'm saying? I wanted all all of us fellas to be together for my birthday. So, dude, don't worry about it. I got you. I'm like, yo, that that's some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but
0: that's what that's that's man, come on, that's how real players get down.
2: And our way to look like Glenn from uh The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not Glenn, fool. Not man, Glenn. And he had the little twisted beeswax mustache type type of thing too, man. Glenn, that was funny. Glenn yeah. is one
0: of Glenn is a lot of people's favorite characters off the Walking Dead. <laughs> I mean, he's just one of them characters who who like he... I mean, I don't know. He transcends everybody. Everybody hated that he died. That's weird. We're we, we not even going to get into that. Fam, hey, listen. Look, I want to say this, Cass. We four episodes in. This has already been a hell of a ride, a wonderful ride for Oh, of course. This is 12 Gage the Pot. Uh, we usually do a playlist, um, but we was kind of ripping and running. We had a lot to go through today. Um, we are going to put a playlist out. We're just not going to do it on this podcast. We will put it out. Uh, along with the podcast, we will promote it. We want to say uh, one one last time, we want to uh, give a shout out to our Black Businesses highlights. Um, yeah. So make sure you check out uh, the Tech Therapist. If you need uh, any type of techni- technical... Uh,
2: Technological technological
0: assistance. assistance, excuse me for fumbling the bag. Um, it's been a long day, bro. <laughs> also, uh remember Lindbergh Ask You Jr. If you need life insurance, if you have an old policy, you might need it to be updated. Give us a contact us at 12 Gauge the Pod. We will put you in tune. Uh, we'll get that straightened out. Uh, if you need music production, studio services, videographer, video editing. How at 7 Lee at 7 leecom and um, if you're looking for the latest in women's fashions, handbags, jewelry, and other accessories, go to shopalias.com. Uh, man, it's been a it's been a packed episode today, don't you say, man?
2: Yeah, it, it it definitely has probably more packed than the other three. I know, right? You know,
0: shout out to Merciless Amir, man, our guest on the pod today, legend from the D, boy. Detroit's finest one hell of a resume yes sir man we love that and we love y'all man so we want to say peace blessings and all that man cash got anything left to say dog
2: yeah oh yeah. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> no uh yeah you 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 summed it all up Trey. you know <laughs> what i'm saying you, we covered everything. We, we we informed the people. We gave them their ammo for the night. And hope they do well with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, look, man. We
0: out. We want y'all to continue to uh, be smooth. Be easy. Outsides opening up. Please take continue to take your precautions. And, man, we'll see y'all on the next episode. It's yes. 12 Gays the Pod.
2: Yes, sir. Welcome to 12 Gays the Pod.
0: Yeah, it be twelve games a pop.